0: My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What was that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Friendos and friendos
2: alike, welcome in. It is the In This League show on Sports Grid. I almost did the thing where I was going to do the podcast, but I didn't do the thing. It's the show, the radio version of In This League that you can catch over on Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, and the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. Why? 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 I uh I've cracked up Bogman a couple times this week. And and I would tell everybody <laughs> it's an accomplishment. Like Bogman knows, like, you know, he's always gonna make me laugh on levels, and then there's times where he really gets me, and that's always really enjoyable when we really get each other. I've got Bogman a couple times. I got him with a tweet that was just <laughs> an inside joke, but before we started up the show. I got Bogman good and maybe Bogman can relive the story because I got a call and I said, Hey Boggs, hold on. I got to see what this call is. And I picked up (laughs) the phone and I'm like, uh, uh, hello. And it's a car guy because I just recently purchased a new car. So every dealership in the Valley that I've been to has to call and check in and, uh, Bogman, why don't you repeat or relive what, uh, what happened on the call?
3: It's a very quick exchange, you know, I mean, you, you would just, the guy was like, hey, just looking to see if you're looking for a car still, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you said, hey, you know, I really appreciate you reaching back out, but I did just finalize my new car deal about 10 days ago. So I'm all set. And then he's like, all right, man, well, I just wanted to cross you off the list. And you you did. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> just, just I mean, yeah, click. It was David Spade from the mid-90s. Okay, mm-hmm, bye-bye.
2: it's it's a hundred percent it came out of nowhere because i was like all right thanks so much man yeah i didn't even think you realized
3: you did it i think (laughs) that's what made me laugh so hard was like david spade is just ingrained in us from that (laughs) era and you were just "Mm -hmm, okay buh-bye
2: buh-bye but i did i did uh, like as I was saying it, I realized what was about to happen. So I laid in a little bit because oh, if I'm going to okay. do it, if I'm going to do oh, it yeah. on the phone call, we'll do it. I might as well go, go all in for the joke. Cause you're listening. So I'm like,
3: all right, appreciate it, man. If that I'm guy's our age, he when you hung up he went
2: did that guy just david spade me like <laughs> that's exactly
3: did. what happened on the other end i mean if I he's 24 so. then he's like oh that guy was weird know, what, a,
2: what, what an a-hole all right when we come back we're going to be talking a little baseball little basketball and a whole bunch of football we've got our picks we've got our dfs we've got thursday night football so don't go anywhere more in this league coming back
0: Bye bye
4: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's In This League.
2: Buckle up, buckaroo.
4: All night.
2: Welcome back, friends. It's In This League right here on SportsGrid, the Mightier 1090, and of course, over at InThisLeague.com. Come and check us out. Sign up. Hang out. Live streams, Thursday night with Bogman. It's a whole live stream where you can hang out with Boggs during those awesome Thursday night games. You guys can come and check out all the ranks we got. We've got comedy secret shows, which we have got to get one here soon. We've got tons and tons of stuff. If you want to be a part of our little audio universe and you want to support your boys, come and check it out. in league.com Dude, someone, little perk we do on uh, on Patreon is when we do this show, we let some people sit in a live room with us um we'll do a couple hours of this live they can see the video feed of this radio show and it's just it's a specific perk for the highest level of our listeners and one of our boys workheiser just brought this up because i just saw this yesterday he was like did you guys hear about the houston host fighting and bogman you had mentioned it to me and -hmm. you were trying to kind of relive it and I, i just wasn't connecting because you're like, oh, my God, it's so funny. This guy keeps going, Bia, be Bia. Be we don't have to say the word because we, we are on the radio now. But um, y- you were trying to, like, you know, play it out for me. It just didn't really hit home. And then I watched the video. And it is – it's amazing, these two monsters on – it's like, I don't know, 97. Well, one five, guy. FN.
3: Yeah. Some, it's on a Houston local ESPN affiliate. You know what I mean. So, uh, but but one of the one of the guys was he looks like, like the Schwam. By the way, that guy looks oh like oh my the god, Shami. it's exactly what he looks like. He looks yeah. like the Swami Yeah, he's he, like he know
2: he won't get out of his chair and he's just like and he's he he's calling the other guy a child, but he is acting he, like a child. A child. It's yeah. amazing. It's really incredible.
3: He's like, well, come on, dude, you make fun of people for that because he suggested that the Rockets trade Harden or something. Off season, so the guy starts throwing just this hissy fit and uh he just starts panicking and, and screaming at the other dude and he's like well come on man you make fun of people for doing stuff stupid stuff like that and here you are uh you know making a a, a dumb trade thing and blah, blah 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 and this guy is just getting so mad and the other guy is just sitting there like what are you doing like well, why then, are you freaking the out
2: it's like that guy the guy who's because there's the big schwami fat guy and then there's the other guy who's you know he's not a spring chicken himself and but the the whatever the host schwami guy he won't let it go and like the point on radio is like you can have radio fights are great sometimes we'll Oh go yeah through, but you gotta like move through it or also be able to turn it so it's funny and it wasn't and this guy the other guy's like just get on with the show get on with the show and this guy would not let it go so finally the other guy just loses it gets up and he's like fine i'm leaving pulls his mic cover off which was the funniest part to me was he was just like pulled off the mic cover and <laughs> walks out like you know that's like the mic oh you showed him yeah, yeah. exactly and they just so. Start screaming so it's just, they
3: just uh, we live on the radio this is the worst radio I've ever done in my life. It was so funny, dude. He kept saying "radio" instead Redio. of "radio." Yeah. I was laughing so hard, and I was like, I, "I did like, you know, because we we're not live on the radio all the time, the Welsh." But I, <laughs> I, I start to, uh, I start to kind of did he feel a little panicky for them both? You're like, "Oh God, all of this. This oh, should no, not no. be. This should not be much. this
2: thing." No, no, it was too much. The, the Schwami guy was the problem because the Schwami guy was pissed because he, he's like, Oh, you check. He's telling the other guy he checked out because he got called out. And then the dude's like, I was just checking stats, but also whatever. If he checks out, this guy then turned two segments of radio into garbage by not letting it go. And it was so awkward where I was like, something needs to happen. Like this other guy needs to freak out or the Swami guy needs to have a submarine sandwich. Like they need to stop it. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really good, awkward radio and there's video to it. Unfortunately it ended right as the other guy started sc- like screaming. The guy gets oh, up yeah. and it starts like, you know, they, they cut the mic. Yeah.
3: It looked yeah, like the other funny. guy wanted to hit the Swami. So uh, yeah, it, it was, it was weird and awkward, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's life in Houston right now, obviously. So uh, people yeah. are not very happy with the Rockets.
2: Oh, why? But I mean, aren't they also happy that D'Antoni is leaving? I mean, I don't know that everyone is. So I, Did
3: I am. Know, the group want him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. You just go away. I, I, I ne- I've never liked Mike D'Antoni and you know, you know that we live in the Valley here in Phoenix and, uh, you know, the Mike D'Antoni coached the Suns forever. And he always coached them almost to the finals. Never quite there. He's almost such to a nice the finals. Guy, though. He's such I'm a, sure he's he, he one loved, of the nicest guys. Like,
2: him He's and like Vinny Del Negro are thing. like really, really nice basketball guys. I've been around them and it's right, ridiculous. right. He seems like the nicest guy ever, dude. I'm
3: not, you know, uh I'm I'm not saying anything about his personality or uh the way he is as a person. And obviously that's way more important than how you are as a coach or at your job.
4: Wouldn't but, it be
2: better to argue about Dan Tony than James Harden? Like it you is would a think- stupid argument, like, but like also to get so mad about I don't know, but that's also like that's, well, why are you getting that mad at someone else's suggestion or opinion? The waterhead stuff. But th- that's the same <laughs> thing that we see with like people, you know, like that they can't separate like, and no offense, but like we see it sometimes specifically with cowboy fans where cowboy fans can't compartmentalize. So if you were to be like, yeah, you know what this team really needs to do? They need to not sign Dak Prescott. Cowboy fans would probably do the same thing. Not all of them. There are very many rational people. But I'm saying when you elicit, Yankee fans do this. I'm not trying to pick on it. It was just the first thing I thought. Well, it's the the loudest Laker fans. Yeah, it's it's the the most
3: popular teams that and of course, Dallas is America's team. They're still the most popular team in the world. So uh, that's the first team you gravitate to because, you know, the more fans you have, the more dumb fans you have, it's just yeah. the way the math works. But, but you know also, what I mean?
2: It's not even necessarily so much. Sometimes
3: fun. you have really stupid fans that'll say things like, uh, "Depression doesn't matter when you're the coach, when you're the uh, quarterback of the Cowboys." Some well, really idiot, fans. dumb fans might say that.
2: So yeah, okay, but uh, you don't even mark that as a fan. Those are idiot, stupid <laughs> people like Skip Bayless specifically <laughs> right. who are on the air saying moron things. But like, yeah. every fan base has complete morons oh, like i don't of course. know if you saw perfect example of it was on thursday night football we are for there's like 30 people have been allowed to see sports in 2020 and there was already a fight did you see it in the browns bank no there's i didn't fans see that. That were allowed in there was already a fight <laughs> in a pandemic of these complete idiots that aren't supposed to be near each other getting in a fight every fan base has dummies and has yeah. fans but it's more in our face specifically when you're dealing with the high, it, that's why I kind of went to the Cowboys because there are so many Cowboys fans because right, the right. Yankees are the same way. And when you suggest something off the wall a little bit, yeah, yeah, they, they get mad. And it, like, there's not enough Bengal fans to get pissed off about the idea of them not signing Joe Mixon. But if you would be like, I should move on from Dak Prescott, people can't rationally be like, no, nah, I don't think so. You know, He's a good quarterback. They'll just be like, and that, and the same thing just happened with the Rockets for whatever reason because James Harden is so ingrained. In well,
3: look, I love product. James Harden, but is that the craziest suggestion ever to trade James Harden? I mean, he's been the leader of the team now for a while. It hasn't worked. So, I'm kind of like the leader? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hi, my name's James. I'm kind of like the leader in here. And I just want to tell you guys, we're going to play a lot of offense, shoot a lot of threes, zero defense, okay? What? No defense at all.
2: Like, this is what I would put this out. This is not the same thing because James Harden is so ingrained into, I think, the Houston Rockets culture. Yeah, you're about to insult me. I can feel no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not at all. Actually, no? it's, it's okay. not going to be one one bit whatsoever. But I think, like, in the top, you know, five Rockets of all time, James Harden is in there. So, you know, that involves that in there. But what I'm getting at, and this is why this doesn't compare, but if D'Antoni were to go to Philly – Ben Simmons is not the type of point guard he would want not the type no. of all handler that a Mike D'Antoni team would run. I, I would imagine they would, he would want to move on from Ben Simmons and trade him. And like Philly's fans would probably be pretty pissed because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they are the existence of the uh, trust the process. Yeah. So that would Philly fans would kind of get mad, but they also would probably just like, you know, move on from their lives. they throw batteries at Santa or get mad at Carson <laughs> Wentz or something like that. They'll get on with it. But it's specifically, it's a certain, it's usually a certain type of fan base that saves themselves from losing it when someone just suggests something that they don't agree with. Uh, but the big fan base is, you know, it's usually not a rocket thing. Like I said, it would be those big teams yeah. we kind of talk about that would lose their minds. But in this instance, you know, it was even better. It wasn't fans. It was just a couple... Double well it's fans but guys
3: on the radio like you know you you need to have just a little bit of semblance uh, of professional when you're there so I you know i, I don't I don't know what they uh, uh it was the weirdest thing ever so I, I do not even know what to say about it
2: no it was all right don't go anywhere uh in this league coming back a little tiny baseball we got to talk about Thursday Night football then of course we've got DFS we've got all the picks everything so don't go anywhere Be right back
0: oh, in this league
4: somebody royally forked up somebody forked up why can't i say fork
0: if you're trying to curse you can't hear full shirt
4: holy mother forking shirt boss.
2: welcome back friendos it's in this league right here on sports grid the mightier 1090 thank you for listening as always and you can find us on twitter at is it the bogman sports if you want to interact on the interwebs if you want to interact on the interwebs, uh, if don't you always want. want to yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know, people get uh, football. Yeah. Football brings a lot out of people right now. You know, we were sure talking does. about some for some friends that might not even be texting after one little mistake <laughs> of advice. You might. I'm like, hey, this person texts me. What do you think? What do you think when they text you? I'm ah, never gonna ask me something ever again because of one piece of advice. I'm like, oh, damn. All right, well, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. what happened.
3: Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes you swing and miss the Welsh. So, and sometimes
2: who knows? Yeah, yeah, you get, get some right, you get some wrong. Um, real quick before we jump into baseball or before we jump into football, the baseball season's coming to a close. And I was doing the latest Prospect One podcast, which if you guys want to check out. I suggest you do. Eric Longenhagen from FanGraphs joined me. We kind of talked about the minor league season, but as you know, so I was doing the open, I was like, God dang, man! Like we got a we got a week left, and. It, it doesn't feel like we've talked enough about like what's going on around baseball as, as a whole. And I don't know if people have followed. You've already got three clinch playoff spots. You've got the Dodgers, the white Sox, and, and the rays, the rays yeah. are the most fascinating team on the planet. Cause you know, if you had to pick, if you had paid attention to baseball preseason and you say, give me the two NL West and two AL or I'm sorry, two NL and two AL teams that you think are clinches. I think the White Sox and the Dodgers would 100% be on both sides of that. We thought the White Sox were going to be a monster and the Dodgers best team in the NL and they're there. But then the Rays have already pigeon pigeonholed themselves a spot where they're locked into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The Rays have had a great season, you know, a short season. And they're still doing all their weird, razy stuff, you know, uh, moving guys up and down the lineup. Sometimes they have openers, you know. Most of the time, they they just roll with a regular starter, though. So, you know, uh, uh, the bullpen has been weird as well. But, you know, the Rays get it done. They get it done with the low payroll. They get it done almost every single year. It's nuts how how, uh, good this team can be
2: on a budget. So, uh, and it shows just the
3: rest of the league that you can do that.
2: Yeah, and, you know, also just across the board, I'm really fascinated with, I'm fascinated with some of the moves that baseball has made because you've got, one they announced the other day the spring training schedules which was wild it was one of those things where remember they started like announcing the ticket packages before the season started for 2021 and they just announced all the spring training i think to make people feel obviously to make them feel like hey there will be baseball again they've also start planning uh, your trip yeah i guess they've also committed to their um They've got an expanded playoff. You've got the playoff bubble, which is essentially just going to be in California and Texas. Are you still the-
3: feeling weird about that? Because the other day when we were talking on the ITL Fantasy Baseball podcast, you were you. Fi- I feel like you were just
2: not into the bubble at all. Um, I don't know. I don't like it's. It's not really a bubble. There's multiple spots, and they're just like, "I'm going to play these games here." Like if they had done one place, I think that would have been more interesting. I, I'm not really sure. Okay. I could. Did- point like what's the point of all right you're still gonna have two full cities like you just don't want to have six i don't know
3: uh well i think it's because there's been delays in the season and they just sure. want to make 100 sure that you know there's not they're not bumping playoff games and they didn't give themselves a very big window to finish the playoffs either
2: well and they're not giving days off i think in the first round I mean, there's yeah. no days off whatsoever so yeah I'm not either way. Like I'm not one of those. that's like you know what? This is on American. <laughs> like I don't care. Like <laughs> that's fine if you think that's you, you're making a good point. Like they've already shown a disconnect. And they, you're you telling me
3: to- you believe in gray area in this country? The Welsh. I, there's I, none of that. It's either left, right, up or down. There's yeah. no. There's no middle. What are you talking I do, about?
2: I do believe there is a middle ground of sorts. No, yeah. I think they're fine. If they want to do that. And I get the logic of it. I just figured like, ah, two sites, really four, because I think they're technically going to go like San Diego, LA, uh, Houston. And then where's the other one? Um, Were they going to Dallas? Is that the three? Yeah. yeah. That's
3: where they're going to play the world series is in Dallas.
2: Yeah. So you got, you have four cities. So it's like, did you guys really like limited? I'm not so sure you did, but it's fine. I'm not, um, I'm not beholden to it, but that's, yeah. And- what- the,
3: the, another weird thing, the Welsh and I didn't mean to cut you off, but <clears throat> they might let fans in the stadium for the World Series. Yeah, I would. So if you have, if you have, you know, the Yankees playing the Dodgers in Dallas, they might let Texas fans in. You know, but you know, are people going sure to fly go from the Yankee from New York and L.A. to go watch the game in Dallas? That's weird.
2: They probably will. I, well, I mean, sure. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. They could, they could mandate. Like you got to be quarantined for seven days and I'm pretty sure there's people from New York that would fly out 10 days before to make sure they've locked themselves in. Like, yeah, I don't have that type of passion for anything in the world. I don't, I don't have the passion. To I mean, stand. I have the passion. I just don't have the money. So I just, but I don't need like, think if they told you that they said, all right, this is going to, you're going to have to pay the ticket, which will probably be thousands of dollars. You're going to have to quarantine for seven days. You're talking five figures. If you just, let's say you you made $200,000 a year. So Mm. five figures is not insignificant, but you could manage it. You're just like, I save up. I could drop 12 grand to do this. You would drop the 12 grand in 10 days of your life just to go see. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's
3: not just, it's not just the money you spend to get there and pay for the ticket and all that stuff. It's also the money you lose by not working uh for, during all that
2: time. So. I would say maybe a vacation time and stuff like that. But I'm saying like you're flying, your hotels, the tickets. It's just I don't have the type of passion to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to just uproot my life for this like one thing." Even though maybe it's so different and, you know, people will look back at it as is a is a charming thing if that's where they went. But I think they would have to kind of open up the standards if they're going to let anybody in the World Series because if they say like yeah, you know, we're going to let 2,000 people in, but if you're from out of Texas, you're going to have to quarantine. Then they're essentially saying, hey, 2,000 Texans get to go watch uh, the World (laughs) Series. So I don't think they'll have that type of, uh, you know, that type of a standard. But I'm not surprised. Football is the, you know, it's the catalyst to showing sports how they're going to allow fans to come back because they're doing it. And they're going to have to manage how fans fight, how they social distance, how they keep people away. And... You know, with with football doing it, it's probably manageable. Even though I don't know if you saw a report, I think it was at Kansas City. Was it the Kansas City game that a a fan tested positive for COVID, and then they somehow were able to track down the ten people that were in relative distance to him? I don't even know how they're doing all of that right now. I wonder. It's- I wonder if they make
3: the fans wear like tracers, you know, uh, or anything like if they make them wear like one of those
2: little watch. Abby, so those are like Apple Watches, essentially. That would be so expensive. I, there's no way to – there's
3: no way. It's the NFL, dude. I mean, they make billions of dollars a pay, year. They
2: don't want to play their, pay their minor leaguers to play any baseball this year. They're not going to give <laughs> fans an Apple Watch to make sure that everyone's safe.
3: Well, They're, I'm just saying, like, it might be – you know, it might be cheap Uh, if it's something, you know, real easy, and they have to turn them in at the end of the game. I'm not – Uh, it's easier to track down – a uh, 10,000 wristwatch than if you filled up the entire stadium, obviously. So, yeah,
2: you know, what would I be the point
3: it. if you did fill
2: it up? You know, you know, one thing I want to do because I know we got to talk a lot of football here of all the baseball stories this year, there's just so many crazy things that have happened. The rookie performances, the rookie pitchers have been uh, really amazing. Dane Dunning, Tristan McKenzie, something I talk about with Long and Hagen on on Prospect One. Statistically, we've had a lot of players that have um disappointed. You know, Christian Yelich is probably one of the biggest disappointments this year. We've had, you know, the upward trajectory of Fernando Tatis Jr. and some others, but I can't get over what Luke Voigt has done in this small sample size of a season. Yeah. He hit his 20th homer on Thursday night. He is so far and beyond the big power hit leader. Just think of this for a second we are going to be 60 games in a season and he has already hit the 20 marker. I don't know how we are going to fathom, especially if we're talking fantasy baseball, moving into next year with a guy like Luke Voigt, especially like what the, I mean, the Yankees are in a playoff. Are they in the playoff run right now? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. If they get in the playoffs and you get Luke, what if we calculate 30 homers between the regular season and playoffs for a guy like Luke Voigt, people we're going to lose our minds. I, I think I said this on the ITL baseball podcast, but Luke Voigt is everything we wanted from Pete Alonso this year. And yes, it was the wrong New York first baseman that has become the biggest power hitter in baseball right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: So uh crazy, crazy uh nice stretch for him. So what about you? Uh, is there is
2: there somebody that is like blowing the top off of you for the season? Uh no, not
3: really. Um I, I think that um I don't know. Like, yeah, sure. I'm impressed by Voigt, um with his 20 homers. Cause that could have been 50, but also like if we were playing a full season, would he stay healthy enough to, to play that, you know, to play enough games to, to do that? I don't I mean, know. Listen. So.
2: You got Stanton, Judge, and Voight, and the only one that's been standing the whole year is Voight. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: Is that a surprise, though? I mean, no, it's not a know. surprise,
2: but like if if the thing you're holding against if Voight gets hurt
3: right before the postseason, you know what I mean? No one's yeah. going to be surprised. And yeah, not, but not else, a single person.
2: I don't think people will hold it against him, though, because, you know, theoretically, he held through on a season. I, I think he has been, and this isn't, you know, this isn't breaking ground, but I think he's been the most impressive. I think he's been the most impressive of um of the performances from this year. Whether more impressive than Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I think it's been more, well. Tatis Jr. has been in a huge slump. The only one that rivals Voight but this guy was already really good is Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber looks insane. You know, he just got picked up his eighth win of the season.
3: I think we always knew this was in Luke Voigt's bat. Didn't we? It's just
2: the guy can never stay on the field. Right. Yeah. But also like making enough contact, I guess was always my question. That's true. Voigt was one of those guys that it was like Voigt, Greg Bird, Miguel Anduar. Like Voigt, there was a time where if, you know, as a Diamondback fan, he was almost like the Kevin Cron of our team. Overvalued Yank right yeah where it's like Anduar would be the christian walker he's kind of the best combination greg bird has huge power as much as voight but he's awful and then eh, you know voight's got some big power but i just don't know if he's good enough to continue making contact and he is this season and he's become the most dynamic hitter in baseball it's the best performance from this season over tatis jr over anybody else and it's something we're gonna have to process going into next year all right uh, we're gonna go into a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the Thursday night game. We've got some gambling. We got some DFS. We got all this stuff. So don't go anywhere in this week coming up.
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: in this league Oh, I remember. I love it. In that. this league.
4: Oh, oh, I yeah.
0: yeah, I, I remember that. that. Welcome back, in. It's in this league right here on
2: Sports Grid, the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. And you listening with your earbuds, most likely on your phone to the podcast. Do you do, you do headphones? uh yeah i do headphones what's your what's your headphone of preference do you like Uh, over the ear do you like in the ear do you like it strapped around the ear well actually i do bluetooth i do like the the i i bit uh but
3: my cats have done this a couple times they just hide my bluetooth thing they think it's their toy
2: so my favorite uh, thing about i think you is it's top five is the Bluetooth, because I like all business Bogman. All business Bogman, like <laughs> like this is a new thing we need. I need Bogman sitting behind a desk with his feet up. It's like Wall Street looking and he's holding the Bluetooth like this screaming at somebody, because all business yeah. Bogman With that, whenever that Bluetooth is in, I'm like oh, it's go time. Bogman's ready.
3: That My sounds favorite. like me. I scream at a lot of people. You know, I'm always thinking about business. Buy, I've, sell, gosh. buy,
2: sell, buy, sell. Yeah,
3: I have a very professional haircut. You know what I mean? Like I'm just uh-huh. People think of me, it, my, I'm all constantly wearing professional clothes. Like uh, people just think of, you know, Wall Street when they look at me. That's what they think because I have a Bluetooth in. I don't look like a homeless person found a Bluetooth thing at all when I wear it. So that's good.
2: I just love your Bluetooth. It makes me happy. So I <laughs> uh, just curious at your headphone of preference. That's all I was uh, curious about. Yeah, I mean, I
3: don't have, I know I need new headphones. These ones are, I think they're older than some of our listeners so I think I think I've had these headphones since 1999. They, they're really? very, very old. Yeah. So uh, I got them for a Christmas one year when I also got a, uh, you know, stereo. So uh, that was a long, long time ago, dude. So. Uh, yeah. These are very, very old, so I definitely need some new ones.
2: Probably the last time the Bengals were relevant back in the yeah. early well, 90s. They're not that old. Oh, so. back in the early 90s. You know, the <laughs> last time the uh, Bengals
3: won a playoff game, the Houston Oilers also won a playoff game.
2: Was that back – Um, it was early 90s? I mean, I have a vivid wasn't
3: early 90s, the Welsh. It was 1990.
2: That was the Niners. Uh... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because in 89 – well, it was 88 into the 89 season – the uh 49ers beat the Bengals that's mm-hmm. a famous you know NFL films where Montana's like there's John Candy and yeah. then the next year the um the 49ers beat the Broncos in one of the biggest lopsided Super Bowl wins in history and then they just you know been losing ever since mm-hmm. uh 61 pass attempts your boy Joe Burrow had in the Cleveland Browns loss now Owen 2 it's exactly what about. you want right that's exactly what you want from your
3: a uh, rookie quarterback in his second ever start and first primetime start. You want him to throw 61 passes. Did you hear at the end of the game, uh, Joe Buck was going over uh, Troy Aikman's most passes in a game ever. Take a crack at how many that was.
0: Oh,
2: I mean, in the 90, 90s ball, I would bet. He had a lot, but but it wasn't 60. No, I'm going to say like 42. No, it was 57. But, oh, okay.
3: but I mean, he also is in the Hall of Fame. And had uh, four Super Bowl rings and a long career, you know. And Joe Burrow, his
2: first game, games, his first sixteen games of Trey Aikman's career. How many was the highest pass attempt in a game? <laughs> it just—it's wild. Though <laughs> I will say, like watching Burrow, I see some of the stuff that you love, but I think it also some of it proved, Well, I don't want to say that. I shouldn't say it proves anything because a guy had three hundred yards and three touchdowns. It so was a great fan, no picks and no picks. Um, You could see some of the accuracy, except the accuracy wasn't really existent here because he was 37 to 61. But, man, Burrow made a couple throws where you're like, oh, this is where this is going to go. There was one that sticks out in my head. It was a nonchalant play. It was just a a little, uh, you know, sweep around the inside. And Burrow threw it over. It was like a 10-yard pass to the sideline. And Burrow threw it over right over a defender in front yeah. of the defender in back. And he just got it in this tiny little hole. And it was one of those passes where I was like, dude, were you watching
3: God. me during Thursday night football when, when that happened? Because I was like, "Whoa!" I, I said that was probably a dumb pass, but there's not many guys that are going to be able nope. to make that. No, so. it's
2: what and, and it's, it's, also like that type of pass works so well in the red zone. Like he's going to be yeah. one of those guys. You saw the pass he had in week one to AJ green, where AJ green was just pushing off. But like Burrow's already making these pinpoint passes, he's gonna be special in the long term. But you know, you see 37 to 61, it, it for me, it's kind of one of those things. Like, well, this AJ why... Green dropped half of those. No, I understand so. that, but this is also why, like, I didn't want Burrow to be a QB one, even in a 16 team league for me. I don't want to start Joe Burrow in fantasy because there's kinks to get out. But if the Bengals are gonna let him throw 60 <laughs> times and he's a relatively he didn't make enough mistakes, like in two games, he's already showing he's not making the mistakes of a typical rookie. This guy is going to be something special. It just is gonna take a little bit longer. I'm kind of intrigued. You know, if I were talking to fantasy owners and you played in a super flex, it's a little bit tougher. But like I'm into Joe Burrow in the second half of this year, and I've got Burrow I drafted Burrow in on two teams this year, and we had like 15 teams. I've got him on two. And both of those teams, I might have drafted Burrow first. They were like late quarterback teams. So I would take Burrow and then another guy really close. So I think I've got one where it's like Burrow and Newton. And then another one I've got Burrow and, I don't know, maybe Roethlisberger or something like that. And the second half of the year, just seeing what he did, you know, the, everyone everyone's talking about the air yards of A.J. Green, over 200, the weapons they have. They just, they need to get, you know, they need to be team, team, get right right now and burrow is the guy to, to do that the team did not look good as a whole um tyler boyd seems to be the main guy because green can't get it going mixon looked very pedestrian but joe burrow looked uh, pretty good for the Bengals, even though they're owing two bucks
3: yeah you know and, and i thought it was funny uh after week one the new rookie of the offensive rookie of the year uh odds came out and burrow dipped below clyde edwards lair because clyde edwards lair had the most rushing yards of week one of anyone and, uh, you know, look spectacular on that Thursday night football game. And then you see uh, Burrow throw 61 passes. Now, it's going to be tough to win rookie of the year if your team isn't winning games. But the defense is terrible. And they had issues inside on the defensive line this week, the Bengals did. And, you know, we saw, I mean, uh, I- any any more worries about Nick Chubb at all, right? Uh, I- anyone that was worrying last week, I think they can throw those away now, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean Nick Nick Chubb looked amazing. It so looked
2: great. I mean, and also it's it's what you wanted out of a um you wanted out of a Browns team. You wanted that's the blueprint. The, yeah, that's you wanted blueprint. to see how Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can be so successful together and in a game they did it. But at the end of the, the day, though, you see the other thing that as a whole you need to be cognizant of with the Browns and you need to figure out is it always going to be a mixture or is it going to be one way is that look at how great Chubb and Hunt were and then look at the rest of the offense where Austin Hooper looks just everything you talked about pedestrian in this offense Odell got a game together uh, he did score a touchdown he had the big long for 43 but Landry was blah Hooper was blah Odell was he only had four catches and only targeted six times he was okay it was all Chubb and Hunt so are they going to be this every single week? I think it's a blueprint for them to have um, Chubb and Hunt. They're both not going to be like this every yeah. week. But see, no. that's the problem then, is one of them has to suffer for either, A, the wide receivers to be relevant, or for the other one to be dominant. And so far, Kareem Hunt has been the guy for two straight weeks. Even though Nick Chubb had a monster game in week two, yeah. Kareem Hunt has consistently been the option. You could, The only consistent option I think you could count on in the Browns' offense through two weeks. Not saying you can't count on Chubb, but you get what I'm saying from a yeah. where you drafted them well, standpoint. And Hunt has done it for two
3: weeks. They've also played two extreme opponents. You play a Super Bowl contender in Baltimore week one, and then you play the number one overall pick in Cincinnati week two. You know, it's going to, we're going to meet somewhere in the middle here. It's not going to be as bad as it was week one. It's not going to be as good as it was week two. So I think in general, you're going to have to see Baker throw a couple more passes. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to take a couple runs off of that, which, like you said, hurts Chubb. But on a week-to-week basis, I think they can both work. So I, I'm okay with both of them still, and I don't have many worries. I, obviously more upside, uh, but Hunt may be more consistent. May, maybe that's just what we're rolling with. Wide receivers are going to be wildly inconsistent. Well, that's an issue. is
2: like, what about the wide receivers? Um, you
3: there know, is think- going to be nuts, you know, the whole year. It's going to be OBJ, or, and Hooper's going to work in. He's going to work again. Oh, so it's going to be OBJ or Landry. And then, uh, you know, Hooper is, is going to work in. But that's why I didn't want any shares of Hooper this year. And I okay, don't have any.
2: I got one, but it was in like a, you know, it was a, just a crazy 16 team where he yeah, he probably, probably fell
3: to some ridiculous he fell to where you're
2: like, yeah. I have to take him here. That's dumb. So, so let me I, I get that. There was a big, big push earlier in the week. I saw on, uh, on the interwebs of people saying this is your last opportunity to buy in on Odell. Hey, I had a bad game. Just watch. It's going to get fixed. You got to go and buy some Beckham shares right now while people are worried. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. High five internet high five. And then it was fine. He only caught four balls. The touchdown was a saver, the 43 yard, you know, it was okay. It was serviceable. Yeah. Do you feel that the people that say buy in on Odell now are right? Or after two games, do you see a, a a bigger concern to say, you know what, I'm out on Odell, and I'm the one that's selling to the buyers right now?
3: I'm buying on Odell right now. Uh, I, I would not be selling him. So uh, I, I don't have many shares of Odell, but I do have a couple. I think I have two or three maybe. I mean, I have almost 20 teams at this point, but uh, I think I have two or three shares of him. I'm not letting him go I, I because, look, they're not going to play Cincinnati every week. They're going to have to pass the ball more. He's going to get more targets. Uh, you know, uh, and, and he's not going to have that hissy fit crybaby game that he had week one the whole year either. I think, you know, he kind of it's almost thankful he got that out of his system and has to be more professional for the rest of this season now. And, and who knows? I mean, you know, wide receivers are divas. We all know that. And uh, he could throw another hissy fit and no one would be shocked by that by any stretch of the imagination. But winning cures a lot of stuff. I mean, did you see at the end of the game Landry? uh mayfield was sitting between obj and landry on the sideline and they were all cutting it up like uh you know they were going to summer camp or something like it, it, they were all smiles so you know winning is the cure-all and mm-hmm. i i i think the the browns will win enough games to where uh, landry, obj uh, isn't crying so
2: landry's a little massage on that leg was a yeah <laughs> not at the knee there landry i, mean, I, you I, make mean, it, you I know, he about some stuff i've seen in the past when i saw That's the, my quarterback. When I saw the legs of uh, of Mayfield being massaged, I was like, "That Odell? Oh, were you doing the Donovan
0: McNabb? Something wrong with that
2: brother?" (laughs) I'm like, like, "Those those uh, hands are pretty high." Massage is that? Oh, (laughs) that's not Odell. That's okay. That's Jarvis. (laughs) Let's just be an LSU thing. (laughs) Let's just be an LSU thing to Baker. I don't know Mm. what's happening here, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm not interested. I'm actually not interested whatsoever because I think I think with Odell. When I say, you know, trade off of him, you're not trading him for nothing. It's not like you have to trade Odell to get T Higgins. You can get a pretty decent receiver. And I think if you started going down the list, let me see, fantasy pros, wide receiver rankings. So Galladay's already been banged up. Will you want OBJ Uh, or Galladay? Galladay. If I can get Galladay for OBJ, I do it in a heartbeat. So let me, but let me pull up a few to ask you. Yeah, because we've only got like a minute here. Let me get the PPR Yeah, Yeah you have Odell and you can get mm, these names are kind of rough Odell or Keenan Allen Odell okay Odell or Marquise Brown Odell I'm taking both of those guys over Odell right now Odell or DK Metcalf mm, DK. Okay.
4: Mm.
2: Hmm. DK that one's that one's tough
3: I like both those guys a lot um, yeah, I th- I'm gonna go OBJ. I think Browns are gonna be down in more games.
2: Odell or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Uh, let me get you one more. Odell or DJ Chark? Mm. No, Dell. I don't want Odell. I don't think I see if I can get any of those guys, I think I just move on because it, there's inconsistency that's going to be in his peripheral and that's part of my problem but you know the buy low may be more enticing than what you can sell for so don't go anywhere in this league we're coming back quick segment and then hour two we've got the bets we've
1: got the dfs don't go anywhere SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Hey. In this league. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at, us. look at us! Who would have
2: thought? I
4: mean,
2: I mean. Welcome back, to ITL. Short segment ending out hour one in hour two. We got the big dogs. We're going to be looking at all of the bets, all the bets to see all the money that Bogman was winning as long as it was against the spread. <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at that. You know, we told you about last year. We'll look at the DFS lineup. We
3: told you about it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I've got an update uh, from. The overseers on a DFS committee about our DFS bet. I've got an update Mm. from the overseers. Yeah, I got to let you know about some breaking news from the overseers. Uh, That'll be very important. Okay. uh, What is the game? Just give a preview. What's the game you're most not looking forward to talking about in hour two? uh, As far as a bet goes, when you look at the line, you're just like, nope, nope. The hardest to pick.
3: Um, probably Rams in Philly seems like a pretty tough one. I don't like that one that much.
2: Um, if the 49ers lose this week.
3: They're I, not going to. So stop with that.
2: Wanted not going, it's, not, it's not in the realm of possible outcomes. It's not going to. Happen. I wanted to make a bet. Someone in one of our group me rooms said like, oh, sneaky bet. The Jets are this week. The Niners this. And I wanted to be like, whatever amount of money you want to bet, <laughs> I will do it especially if you think the jets are sneaky, then you don't need to give me uh, the seven. You just straight up. Well, dude, you wanna- you don't,
3: don't do that because that's why I don't bet on the Steelers anymore. Because as soon as they look like they are the easiest win ever, you know, a couple of years ago, they played and lost to the Terrell Pryor led at quarterback, Oakland Raiders. And, uh, you know, Like, you talk about lock of the century of the week and all that stuff. This is coming off a nice playoff run for the Steelers and all that great stuff. And they couldn't beat the Terrell Pryor at quarterback-led Raiders. And they also lost to the Raiders with Mike Glennon. They're not good against
2: the Raiders. If the 49ers lose to the Jets, I'm looking for a new team. I'm I'm also going to get into soccer because I won't be invested in football anymore. (laughs) Whatever. I'm going to look for a new team. I will not like, um, here are the teams that are not available. I will not like a Seahawk. I will not like a Cardinal. I will not like a Cowboy. Those are off the table, but I'm open to other teams. If they were to lose to this Jets team, I won't be able Steelers. to handle it. I'm open to it. You know, hmm? all right. I mean, I don't really want, I, you know, it probably wouldn't work. I don't think it would work out, Bogman. I think it's a, uh, it's, you know, it's a little bit mean. All right. Problem. We got a break. When we come back all the football hour two coming up.